Hey there, welcome to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You're going to hear inspiring stories of men and women who are embracing their top five Clifton strengths in all kinds of ways. You'll be encouraged to understand more about what's so great about you. Learn how knowing, developing, and living more moments using your strengths can bring you joy and purpose in your life. I'm your host, Barbara Colwell. Hi there. Welcome to Embrace Your Strengths. I am eager for you to hear my conversation with Abigail. Today, her book called A Million Skies is being released. It's about her journey with mental illness and most importantly, how God has met her in beautiful and significant ways in the process. I appreciate her courage to share about what she's walked through. Also, you're going to hear about how her top five Clifton strengths are integral in navigating writing this memoir of her journey. At first, like so many of us, she wasn't thrilled to see what her strengths were, but she's come to embrace them in a powerful way. Enjoy our conversation. Welcome, Abby. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you today, and congratulations on your book being launched today, A Million Skies. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Barbara. Oh, well, can you just give um, just a little introduction about yourself, who you are, where you are, where you live, and what you do? Yeah, well, I'm married with three children, ages 9, 12, and 14, so that keeps me pretty busy. Um, We live in the Chicagoland area, and we work with resettling refugees with a ministry that does that. We just switched last June and we were living in Florida working with students and I was working on a prayer team um, strategically helping to implement different prayer things. But we felt like God was calling us towards this ministry of compassion and also sharing the good news with refugees who have been through so much. So, and then I'm also an author, as you mentioned, my book and a speaker So I do those things as well, both part-time. I work for the uh, ministry. It's called the Welcome Network, the Resettling Ministry. And I also work part-time writing and speaking. Mm. Wow, that's exciting. Well, and I imagine just in these days to come, just with all that's been happening on the other side of the world, that that'll have some impact with your ministry there in Chicago? Yeah, we don't, it's too early. We don't know yet um, what it will be like. A lot of countries in Europe are receiving, like we used to live in Hungary and I have some friends there that were receiving some refugees today from Ukraine. So it's possible that more of their resettling or maybe it'll, it would be lovely if it was temporary and they could return you know, to their homes. Um, we don't know what's going to happen. But we have, after the uh, crisis in Afghanistan last August, we've been resettling Afghanis uh, pretty much all through last fall. And even now, my husband's been working really hands-on with that. Um, so that definitely affected us, the major influx um, that we got. Mm. That. Wow. So it's so heartbreaking. Yeah. But encouraging to know like people like you and so many others that are just there ready to welcome and help people in these dire days. Mm -hmm. Well, um, 
I think it's always fun when I meet someone who's friends with so many of my friends. And I think just the nature of our work with crew, um, it was fun to realize we have 75 mutual friends. (laughs) Crazy. Yeah. But I really am excited about just your story. I just read and listened to little glimpses of it through your um, website and blog. But um, I know that is the the heartbeat of what your book is about. So I'd love to start with that. And you just kind of tell about your journey, about what you've walked through and how this book has come to be. And just tell us about that. Okay, great. Um, so the book is called A Million Skies. And it's my story about my really hard journey with mental illness, specifically bipolar disorder. But the beauty is how God has met me in that and worked in spite of, but also through uh, those trials to bring redemption and healing and a deeper sense of his grace and truth and ultimately his love. Um, The whole idea of A Million Skies, the title is about all the perspectives that we can have of our lives and when there's storms, like for me, bipolar is up and down. Um, there's can be very tumultuous, just like thunderstorms or things like that, that can kind of cloud our vision and we can't see anything else when the storm is really intense. But then there are bright, sunny days of healing that God brings. There's promises through rainbows and there's, um, you know, beautiful illuminations in the night of the stars and the, just the vastness of the universe that we can see. But ultimately, you know, all of those visions are, are leading us towards our forever vision, which will be God and his heaven and just being in his arms. And there will be no need for sun or lamp for he will be all the beauty and all the light. And so that's kind of um, where the book is really moving towards is a greater vision of God um, transforming how we see our skies or how we have the perspective that we have. So that's kind of, it's, it's an artistic book. It's my story. It's not a how to or self-help book. Um, Uh Not that those aren't wonderful. It's just not the kind of book I was called to write. Um, I have a background in poetry. That's how I first started writing. So it was really important for me to do something that was just truly beautiful. And I've mm-hmm. heard great feedback and people just say, it's such a beautiful story. It's so beautifully written. And it feels really mm-hmm. good um, that I put something out there through the Lord's help and great uh, publisher um, that, you know, can really sparkle and, and, and just inspire in that way and give hope. So. Well, can you give a little bit more of just kind of a, kind of a capsule of what your journey was. I think you said like when you were living in Hungary is kind of when your journey began with bipolar or I mean, as much as or little you would like to share. Would love okay. To hear that. Well, yeah. Um, looking back, uh, I had my first like breakthrough manic episode. So that's the high side of bipolar. And when I say breakthrough, um, for me, that involved insomnia, and I would even, my mind would deteriorate to the point where I detached from reality, would see visions and hallucinations, all of a very spiritual nature, um, spiritual battles in the heavenlies, just things I couldn't get out of. And I was just detached, like I said, from reality. 
um, living kind of on this other plane. And my first episode was in 2000. And um, that was triggered by a really deep romantic heartbreak. Um, so there is always a trigger. But I, I came through that. Eventually, I returned to reality, was able to sleep again. Um, my whole course of life changed, but I didn't come through that with a diagnosis or um, medicine uh, to treat it. And then there was 15 years where I would say what I struggled with most was um, the low side, the depression. Um, particularly, I lost my mom. Then I became a mom. So postpartum depression came into play, became a mom three times. And I was being treated for depression, but I probably knew there was something different going on. Bipolar runs in my family. And that doesn't mean I'm going to have it, but it makes it more likely. Um, and so in Hungary, um, I had a really difficult trigger in a relationship um, that was just super, super hard. And I talk about a lot in the book so many of the lies that we hear, and those were just spinning me um, kind of out of control mentally. And then it was just too painful to, I think, exist in reality. And so I went to a very, um, very vivid uh, spiritual reality, detached from life. And I just, I couldn't sleep for weeks on end and it just couldn't, I couldn't sustain it. So um, I was admitted to the hospital. And at that point, um, I was just, hearing all these crazy things. So I was hearing voices and I thought the hospital was a bad place and I tried to leave it and um, was strapped wrists and ankles um, to, to a bed and pumped full of sedatives, which um, they wouldn't do that here. And they didn't because I had to go to the hospital one more time, 15 months later, and it was much more hands off. But those sedatives in the hospital in Hungary caused me to have allergic reaction. And this is the best we can put together. And I ended up in the ICU fighting for my life for three days. Mm. So needless to say, it was traumatic. It was tragic. Um, we had first interned in Hungary in 2005 to 2006. And then this was 2015. So for those 10 years, we, we had either been preparing to go to Hungary or actually living there. So it was a really significant dream that we had to give up because we just needed to get me healthy. And that couldn't happen uh, with the lack of resources overseas. So we came home to Pennsylvania and I was just so weak mentally, physically. My first medicine gave me a lot of strong uh, side effects. And um, that's a part of the stabilizing process with mental illness that can be so discouraging. Um, but the Lord really met me, even in that Hungarian hospital, with hope, this, this substantive reality of hope that he was going to bring me through this. And I started to see points of light. He brought people into my life um, that were either on the fringe. He brought them in like a friend who came to visit me every day in the hospital and just really was a part of restoring my dignity. She didn't look at me like I was crazy or, you know... Um, which is a very pejorative term, you know. Um, but she looked at me like I was I was whole. Two sisters came over to Hungary um, to help me get back with my family. And they spoke just such words of beauty. And, and God just continued with that theme as I took steps to, to grow in strength. 
he just moved me to greater strength through the support of others and ultimately through his love. So I share a lot about those really difficult things in the book um, to kind of really paint a picture of, of how deep the darkness had gone and being vulnerable with that to mm-hmm. kind of relate to the reader that I don't know what you faced, but I've, I'm here, you know, I faced this deep darkness and ultimately Jesus faced the deepest darkness and the severing of his relationship with God, the father, while he died for us on the cross and um, for our redemption. And so I learned how God was present with me in that darkness. And, and that's, that gave me strength bit by bit, you know, to see my sleep be restored and um, to continue with medical treatment, even when it was hard. Um, and that definitely, I'm clear in the book, it has been a part of my journey. It was not just, you know, pray it, pray, try harder, you know, get in the word. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, all those things were important. And as I said, ultimately, God's love and his spirit was just really binding up my wounds and my brokenheartedness um, and healing me. And I call myself an overcomer. And I feel as though that's really where God has brought me to that I have overcome like revelation 12, 11, I believe it is um, says we, they have overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony because they love not their lives, even unto death. And while I didn't die physically, I almost did. It was a death of dreams, a death of a sense of self, a death of reputation, what people thought of me, um, who saw me go through that and didn't understand and couldn't meet me on the other side of it. You know, there were some broken relationships and all of that. I have lived to tell my story. So um, that's really my heartbeat. And God is really interesting. God, um, first spoke to me to share my story soon after we returned to the States from Hungary. And I was just terrified to do that. I can't put my deepest darkness out there and be so vulnerable. And it's been amazing just as he healed me more and more, he prepared me and gave me everything I needed to um, write this book and, and share, share my story while I speak as well with people. So. Mm, Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And it's, it's encouraging to just see God's kindness as he kind of has carried you through, like you said, so much. And I, I do look forward to, to reading the book and hearing more about all of that. Well, Well, um, as we talked briefly the other day, just, um, just kind of peeling back the other side of just like who you are and what you're top five Clifton strengths are. I mean, I know that's not, I know it's not everything about a person, but I see it as a, as a real practical grid to understand each of us. And I love even just the little bits that you shared the other day of how knowing your strengths and as you've been on this journey, writing a book and all the things that you've been doing, how all those things are kind of shining through of like your, who your strength, what your strengths are. Tell me what that journey was like for you, like when you learned what your strengths are and just how you felt about it and just how you have seen those show up in, especially this journey, like the last 10 years or as long as you've been on this particular journey. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I shared this with you the other day that when I took the Strength Finders was after this happened in Hungary. So there was a lot of significant life that happened before I really, you know, I before I was able to have this tool. Um, but I, when I got my strengths, strategic input, connectedness, and um, context are all green. If I had one more green, I remember it was called a guru. And I just felt like that was so, you know, I don't want to throw the guru under the bus, but to me, it seems so <laughs> cerebral. And I just wanted to take them and crumple them up like a piece of paper and throw them out. I just did not want to have that. Um, where's my compassion? Where's my empathy? Where's where's my heart for other people? You know, my communication even. Um, but I had that uh, activator, the orange one. And so that gave me a little hope that I maybe wasn't seeing things correctly. And then a mutual friend of ours, Dale, um, did what I know you love to do. She just came alongside of me. She mapped out my strengths for me. She explained them more deeply. Um, and the connectedness really did connect things a lot. I know that's considered um, more of a spiritual one. And for me, it is highly that way, you know, seeing God's story um, in all over biblical history and all over the history of the world and what he's about to do um, one day when he returns and brings us to a new heaven and a new earth. And so I just saw all this beauty and she um, actually said that I really, it was like a prophetic makeup and that is very resonates very much with me, you know, a true speaker, but also someone who paints a picture of, of what God wants to do and is about to do. So not really like an old Testament prophet, but more like someone who hears from God and can um, share that um, is called to share that in a special way. So Honestly, when after she went through the things with me, it was really transformational in a lot of ways um, because it made me made me feel so seen. And I'm sure this is what you love to see happen in people, you know. Um, and it was almost like the nuances of his image in me were made just more clear. And I just saw all these places of light where I was re refracting or reflecting um, unique things and how they tied together. Um, so that was just, that was wonderful for me. It was completely different than how I first reacted to them, um, the strengths. So, yeah. Mm, wow. That's, I love hearing that. And I do think, I mean, that's kind of how I felt at times when I've talked with someone in particular about my strengths, it's like, oh, you get it. You get what these strengths mean. And because when we're living our own life in our own body, we, it's hard to see like these are gifts and these are amazing. I love seeing how people with the strategic strength are able to bring clarity to whatever they are doing. Can you tell me a little bit about what that looks like for you? Yeah. So that's a great question. Um, just looking at it with you, I was really um, encouraged uh, when we just talked the other day, like, wow, this really is everything coming together because the strengths are just such a part of my life that I didn't realize how they were coming into play. Um, so the strategic is my number one strength. And the story arc of the book is from defeat to overcoming, from tragedy to triumph, something like that. Um, and so seeing and fleshing out the story and how I was going to get from here to there 
was very strategic. Uh, the parts of my story that I would highlight um, and yeah, provided the steps that I needed to walk through. There's 12 chapters to walk through those chapters. Um, and also with the strategic, each chapter is a from to. So like, for example, from despair to hope, from suffering to redemption, shame to freedom. And there's 12 of those themes that, um, that really was kind of parsing down more of the strategic in each chapter, like how my perspective shifted from, you know, the pain, the darkness, the very dramatic and difficult, you know, kind of lows of my mental illness journey to God healing me. And along with that, showing me the path to a healed perspective an overcoming perspective. But then I realized too, the strategic, um, helped me to also think about the ways that I wanted to reach out to people in a way, like ways and times that I wanted to bring them in for their own strategic kind of journey to move in their own journey of perspective for their lives. So, um, yeah. And then input, um, I, I think it might be one of those intensifiers. I don't know, but it works really well with strategic because it fleshes out some of those steps, you know, um, the things that you have taken in, the knowledge that you've taken in. Um, so for me, that input was really a compilation of the things that I had learned. It was experiential more than, you know, pouring over books and things like that, where you can gain knowledge. For me, how it comes out in the book is, you know, 25 years of intentionally working and mentoring and discipling and how that's taught me about spiritual formation. And and that was woven into all through those strategic steps. Um, as well, uh, I found um, that those truths were able to weave a just a beautiful mosaic, mosaic with the strategic pieces, coloring in um, just beautifully you know, the whole of the story. And then I mentioned um, connectedness earlier and connectedness really does connect it all. And in story, it brings so many things together. Um, But for me, that connectedness sees God's story all throughout my own, um, the biblical story um, of uh, creation, fall, redemption, um, and how that connects with with our own stories and how we're a part of that greater story. Um, and it, and that connectedness also reaches me out. And my fifth is activator. I'll talk a little more about that, but makes me not only want those connections for myself, but to help others see them um, and to communicate in a way that connects story and connects these different parts. So story is very important to me and context is my fourth uh, strength. Um, And that is a lot history-based and um, I'm always kind of reflecting and seeing my life and story. And I love, I love history as well. Um, But the book really looks a lot at, um, History, as far as, like I said, the biblical story of creation, fall, and redemption, and weaves that in. And because I'm 
it's kind of the backdrop for my for my thinking is story. And that to me really reveals a lot about the, the context element. I'm always kind of placing things in story um, in that kind of paradigm. And then like I alluded to with Activator, um, yeah, it just gave me the passion and also passion that would kind of move past my fear of being so vulnerable to tell the story I needed to tell because I was motivated by that passion and that desire to see others know not how great I am, but how great God is and that him through me has woven a beautiful story that I say it humbly, but I'm, I'm humbled and I'm amazed at all the healing that he has done. And I rejoice in that myself, but this is kind of always how I've worked. It's like, it's meant for other people. Like in writing, I was never a great journaler, like, but if I was writing a blog post, things would just come together because I had that desire to, you know, communicate and share that with others. So really my strengths are all over the writing process, my writing process, communicating process, and how things came together for me in the story of the book. I love hearing that and just how all those do weave together in just the production of your book and the thoroughness, the purposefulness of it. And as you said, just seeing how, who you are, just, just your thought processes and all those little steps along the way. It's really neat. Well, and even as we look at your strengths in the, in the core clarity system, as you know, you're called a trailblazer where your strengths are. And that's, it just is exactly like what you're saying of Mm -hmm. just blazing this trail of getting this story and the hope of it into people's hands, which is, I mean, I'm sure that that kind of thing has happened in many other ways, but this is the big thing right now. And just, I don't know, recently, I think I mentioned I was watching again, the movie Chariots of Fire. And I don't know if all of our listeners have listened to seen it, but I love just the picture of um, Eric Little. And as he was running and also on his way to head to China to be a missionary, but he was, he was running. He goes, when I, when I run, I feel God's pleasure. And I, I just love that picture of like when we're really using and being the person that God wants us to be, it's easy and it's joyful and it brings pleasure. And again, just your journey as you wrote this book, what, what encouraged you the most in this process? Or, I mean, I know there was probably a list of hurdles, but what, how, how has doing this brought you joy? Yeah, I am, um, just in love with beauty. And I love the uh, Fyodor Dostoevsky quote, you know, beauty saves the world. And that is, it fits, um, it just fits me so much. And the fact that there was a lot of hard things, you take criticism for your work. And just uh, my father was actually dying while I was, um, I was caring for him while I was finishing the edits. So, and we were moving over a thousand miles. So really just taking it one step, one word at a time, but then seeing what 
came of it and now like getting feedback from people and they use that word beautiful. And I'm like, yes, I want that to be true. I want beauty to save, inspire, to transform, you know, this world um, that it's something that people can internalize in their own hearts and they can think about that story, you know, that it'll stay with them. And when they're struggling, they can think, you know, if God brought healing in this level of darkness, then I believe he can do it in my life. And just the fact that something is going out there into the world that has the potential to do that has already given people hope, you know, as um, I've had early readers, um, before the book is actually released, it's been super encouraging. So mm. yeah, I just feel so thankful, just so grateful. And the Lord, you know, I I had actually done proposals before. One was rejected by publishers, one I didn't complete earlier. And it was just the right book at the right time. And God just put all the pieces together. So I just saw mm. his hand in it and I only needed one publisher to say yes. Um, and I got that one publisher and I believe it was exactly the right one. Um, they're great. Leafwood Publishers is my publisher. And they were just so intentional and beautiful. They made this, they created this beautiful cover and I don't know, it was just, it just all came together. And so my connectedness was super excited about it all coming yeah. together. I bet. And yeah, seeing it, so... Well, it's so exciting and just um, just so encouraging to see God's favor and kindness in, in your journey, but also just this sweet opportunity to have this book in people's hands. So I appreciate so much just you giving us a glimpse into your story and your journey. How can people learn more about you or get your book or follow you? Yes. Uh, I have a website which has, I haven't blogged, done blog posts a lot recently, but I've done a ton in the past. And so um, there's things that they can learn more about my story in different ways. I have a couple ebooks and ways to order Million Skies, as well as a link to the podcast that I do, the Messy Life Mighty Love podcast, where I talk about, you know, the mess in our lives, both with mental illness with me and just things in general that remind us of our need for grace. Um, but that is all found on my website, which is just abigailalleman.com. I'll spell that out. It's A-B-I-G-A-I-L-A-L-L-E-M-A-N.com. Um, and that has everything right on the front page, all these buttons to click to the podcast, to ordering the book and seeing some quotes and things from that. But there's also um, a bunch on the Amazon page that describes the book, which is linked right on, um, right through my website. And then I, I, my social platform that I'm putting myself most out there in, I mean, I do both Instagram and Facebook, but Instagram is, is my preferred um, way to communicate these days and follow others. Um, and that's at Abigail.Alleman. So that's spelled the same way, um, just with a dot in between Abigail and Alleman. So I'd love to connect with um, any of your listeners, certainly anyone out there that's struggled with mental illness. That's my most, um, my clearest, you know, direction that I connect with people. But like I said, this book has been hitting people just through the hardship that they've experienced in their lives or helping them understand someone, 
you know, a family member or a close friend that's had a hard mental illness journey, or again, just in general, they've received hope from it in their own dark places, which might not be mental illness at all. So mm-hmm. I would so love to connect with any of your listeners that are um, wanting to know more of my story, wanting to read my book. And Well, thank you so much, Abby. It's been just such a pleasure to to visit with you and again, to hear a little bit about this journey. And I'm so excited for what's ahead as this, like I said, this book gets in the hands of people and touches many, many lives. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. Thank you, Barbara. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at cliftonstrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review, share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You can find more information at barbaracolwell.com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.